Welcome DanielsWindow.org where we watch and pray. What are we watching for? We're watching the kingdoms of, of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus uh, Christ. Where we're watching out our windows. We're watching for, out for our neighbors. We're watching out for our brothers in Christ. We're watching out for our nation. We're praying just like Daniel went up to his upper room with the windows open, knelt down and prayed at, at, towards Jerusalem. We are doing the same thing. That window may be a physical window. You're looking out your you know your penthouse or looking out your loft window in the middle of a city and seeing other people or looking out your house in your neighborhood or looking out the window that's called your television look out the window called your you know your iphone or your android phone whatever window that is we're seeing news we're seeing people hurt we're seeing pain and suffering and we can be praying about that just as daniel prayed you know uh for help so this is called coronavirus what me worry what me worry god does not want us to worry so let's talk about this real quick. Let's go into Luke 12. Uh, this is Luke 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 13 through 34. I'm not going to read this whole this whole thing right here, but uh, let's start into it. So someone in the crowd said to him, talking about Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator over you? Yeah, Jesus said that. Then he said to them, Beware. And be on your guard against every form of greed, for not even one has an abundance does the life consist of his possessions. And then he told a parable, saying, but before we get to that parable, let me, you know, in my own words, here's a guy coming up and says, Jesus, tell my brother to share my inheritance. And Jesus says, quit being greedy, you know, quit Quit trying to take something that's that's not yours. And that's going on right now. There's a lot of people that weren't prepared for this. Some of them couldn't be prepared. I mean, they were living check to tech. Some of them had, didn't have a care in the world. They eat and drink and tomorrow we die. You know, and but but there's some people, but they're demanding some people rich money. They're demanding you give me your, your stuff. You have you know you have enough, so you should give to me. Well, Jesus told this guy, and he's just like he's telling people now, is as uh, beware beware and be on guard against every form of greed that's called covetousness when you want your neighbor's stuff you know if you didn't work for it if you didn't save up for it i'm reminded of the grass i know the ant and grasshopper story you know uh um, it's not in the bible it's not it's not a parable but it's a story you know that i was brought up on and many of my generation was where the ant worked through the summer to stock up for the winter the grasshopper just went out and had fun i believe it was and so when winter cold winter came the grass, I mean, the grasshopper died, I guess, and, you know, and the ant lived through it because he's well prepared. Now, we as Christians, we want to be, you know, prepared. We want to stock up and be ready so that we're not in the same ditch as everybody else so that we can be going out and being encouraging. We're not going to, you know, just bunker in and say, well, well, too bad you didn't, you know, get, you know, prepare yourself. But we want to be ready ourselves. But Jesus goes on. So Jesus deals with somebody who had nothing. Now Jesus is getting ready to deal with somebody who has everything. Jesus dealt with this person. And Jesus dealt with this person. Jesus deals with both sides of the street here. And he told them a parable saying, The land of, the land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself. It's never good to reason to yourself. Saying, what shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. So take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. You know, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I've, I'm a prepper. You know, I've, I've got everything I need so I can just relax, watch Netflix. Who cares if, you know, if, you know, this state goes to hell in a handbasket. Who cares about my neighbors? I got everything that I need. I am good. You know, but he says, uh, 
but but God said to him, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And now who will own all that you have prepared? So is the man who stores up treasure for himself is not rich toward God. And he said to his disciples, now God is not against us storing things up and being ready and prepared. In fact, there's, you know, God told Joseph to prepare for, you know, seven years of lack by getting, gaining seven years of plenty. But God is, what God is against is for us not caring about our neighbor. You know, that we're not walking in love, that we're just taking care of ourselves, me, myself, and I, or just my family, me, myself, and the four of my family, and forget everybody else. You know, you should have prepared. Well, that's not the Christian walk. So he's not talking about not storing up, but he's talking about thinking that you're safe because you got everything you need. And our soul may be required. I mean, just as you think because you're a prepper, and there's nothing against preppers. You know, I consider myself a prepper. I'm out here in the country. I have things you know, now I was ready for this, but I'm not staying home, you know, you know, feeling good about myself that I'm okay. Everyone else is screwed, but I'm okay. No, I'm, I'm going out, you know, and I'm and helping where I can. I'm encouraging people where I can. And so, so here's Jesus and he goes on and, and tells the disciples and he said to his disciples, for this reason, I say to you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, nor for your body as to what you will put on for life is more than food and body and more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. They have no storeroom nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than in the birds? So rather, if you have a lot right now or if you have nothing right now, either way, we, we ought not worry. Because even if you have a lot, I'm telling you, even the preppers who have a lot, they're still worried that they're not going to have enough to make through. So if you think that you can get to a certain point, if you can just have enough food for this week, you're going to be okay. No worry, no matter how much you have, is always going to be there. And Jesus telling the disciples and telling us not to be worried. If you have a little, don't be worried. And if you have a lot, don't be worried. Because which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to, to his lifespan? I'm telling you, the coronavirus is out there and taking some people down. And us worrying is not going to give us longer life. In fact, worrying and stress can even shorten our life, even if coronavirus doesn't come near our household. And if you're preaching, you know, if you're believing Psalms 91 and confessing that and your heart is right towards Jesus, then we shouldn't worry about those things at all anyway. But it says, if then you cannot do even the very little thing, why do you worry about other matters? Consider the lilies, how, lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, but I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass in the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more will we clothe you, you men of little faith? You do not seek and do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink and, and do not keep worrying. For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek, but your Father knows what you have need of these things. It doesn't mean we shouldn't, you know, have plans and have grocery days and go with those things, but seeking those things. Seeking those things like seek the face of God. It means that's priority. It means, means I, that's what I got to do first. I got to make sure my food, my drink, my clothing, the roof of my head is, is over before I do anything, you know, for God. And that's kind of going on right now. And this is part of what I'm talking about. Church is closing down. And, and I do agree we need to do it for, you know, a couple Sundays. But we, you know, at some point we might have to open up anyway because we need face-to-face. Because -face. if all we're doing, I mean, grocery stores are not going to shut down. And they shouldn't. Banks are not going to shut down. The lobbies have. But the drive through is open. They shouldn't because we need the money. But, but is, you know, is God not essential? Well, I can just have God at home. Well, you can. We can have God, and God is going to give us the grace to do what we need to do. But we can't just be, you know, just Jesus and me or just Jesus and my own, own household. We need to go out. But it says, but seek his kingdom, and these things will be added. So food, drink, 
is, is, is not first. Seeking God, seeking his kingdom. And the only thing we had, what is the kingdom? The kingdom is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that peace and that joy, then you're probably seeking the wrong thing. And so we need to change our, our priorities and seek God first and what we should do and when we should do it and who we can help. He said, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly. So here God is, is glad to give us the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to charity, which is opposite of what preppers do. Sell your possessions and give to charity. Make yourselves money belts in which do not wear out. An unfailing treasure in heaven which no thief comes near or moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, so a lot of times, you know, preppers store up all these things that they're probably not going to use, even food that's going to that's going to rot and not going to be used. I mean, I had a lot of rice even, you know, stored up, and and these little worms got in it, and you know, completely, I had to throw it out a couple years ago. Now, God's not telling us not to store things up and to be prepared, but He's talking about not to store up things alone for us, thinking we're just going to ride this ride this thing out. And, you know, and, and, and we don't care about everybody else. But he's saying, if you got stuff that you're not using, if you got stuff that you can sell that's going to help somebody, if you got stuff that you can give it's going to help somebody, Jesus says, go ahead and give those things to charity. Go ahead and help the people. Anything that you're not using, go ahead and sell and help people. Because when you do that, you're laying yourself up, you know, treasures in heaven where the thief, you know, comes not nor the moth destroys. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who have stocked up. You told people you're stocked up. Guess where people are going to be coming? And you know, no, I know you got your you got your guns and everything else. And once again, I'm not condemning you know anybody on this kind of stuff. But I'm telling you not to worry. We should not worry, and you know because we're all you know, so we we're just gonna have to face these things. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where is your treasure? Is your treasure only making sure that you survive? Is your treasure only making sure that you and your family's taken care of? Your family should be a treasure, but it's not the only treasure. In fact, God is is the most important thing. God says, if unless you hate your mother and your father and your brother and sister and even your own life, you cannot be my disciple. So, so if family is first in your life, then God isn't. God will never put your family second. There is no hierarchy, God and, and family, than yourself or the church and yourself. If God is first in all things, you know, it's like the, like the earth rotates around the sun. God is going to take make sure that you take care of your family. He's going to make sure you have the right time, the right resources to take care of your family. So it's not like God or family, but but we have to put God first so they can take care of our family. Excuse me, take care of our family, because wherever our treasure is, our heart will be also. So is your treasure in gold and silver? Is your treasure in the food? Is your treasure in all your stock, whatever you stocked up? You know, people ask me when I moved. Some people ask me when I moved out here to the country. And God, you know. And me being recluse, are you trying to escape from reality? Are you trying to escape from what's going to happen, you know, in the cities? You know, you can try to escape the zombie apocalypse. And I, you know, quickly I said, I have a better place to go when I die than try to survive a zombie apocalypse. You know what I'm talking about? You know, if I'm dying, I'm going straight to heaven. I don't, why would I want to try to su survive a zombie apocalypse? Why do I want to, want to be the sole survivor? No way. There's nothing here on this, and this earth that's, that's anywhere near what's going to be in heaven. You know, if I'm, I'm still down here, I'm, you know, if I'm going to survive, I'm going to I'm survive so I can help somebody else. But if it's just me, myself, and I, no, I might as well just go ahead and succumb to the zombie apocalypse and go be with the Lord. <laughs> so that's how that's how I see it. My uh, Daniel'swindow.org, where we watch and pray.